Welcome to the latest episode of Women's Hockey Digest. I'm your host, Stephen Edwards, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Tatiana Rafter and Courtney Burke from the Metropolitan Riveters. First up is Tatiana Rafter. Delighted to welcome to the podcast Tatiana Rafter from the Metropolitan Riveters. Tatiana, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? It's going fantastic. Thank you for having me. <laughs> hey, it's a pleasure to have you on. As we joke before we come on air, there's a lot of questions to get through, so we're going to try and rattle through these as quickly as possible and give everyone an opportunity to get to know you a little bit better. So let's start where it all began. So where did you grow up and when did you first discover the game of hockey? So I didn't have much of a choice growing up in Winnipeg, Manitoba <laughs> in Canada. I uh, It's kind of a rite of passage to play hockey growing up. There's kind of two seasons. You joke about being from the prairies there. Um, there's winter, which is about eight, nine months, and then summer is the remainder. Um, so I was out on skates, I believe I was two, two and a half. And then I just really liked it growing up and I kept playing because I had a passion there, but my parents definitely got me into it. <laughs> See, everyone I know or met that's from Winnipeg, they always refer to Winnipeg as Winterpeg. Yeah, so we get that a lot and very strange this year because I talked to some of my friends from back home and they said that there's no outdoor rinks right now because hasn't been negative temperatures for more than a week yet so i'm hoping before i go home for the holidays there's some cooler temperatures i really love playing outside when i go back <laughs> well let's see how that works out when you do go home for holidays but let's start with some of those questions coming on twitter so wayne says terrific video of you giving advice to a seven-year-old female hockey player and i'll, I'll tweet that out because that's really excellent advice i watched that earlier myself yeah that's awesome yeah what had happened was there was this uh, mom that reached out to me her daughter is having some issues with confidence because the girls at her school weren't very accepting of her playing hockey and said that she could never be a cover girl um, type thing. So I sent her a message back and said, it's your passion and who you are makes you beautiful type thing. So it was kind of an anti-bullying video. Yeah. As a kid, what other sports did you play? Oh my gosh, I played almost everything, I think. <laughs> I don't know how my parents did it because I have two younger brothers. And they all were very, very active, too. Um, I did anything from track and field, basketball. I did my swimming. I finished my cert early, too. I was swimming like a fish. Um, but my two main sports that I stuck with were basketball and hockey. That's what I mainly played, as well as volleyball in high school. So those were my three. Um, had to narrow that down a bit. <laughs> so alongside how sporty you are, um, Erica says, do you have any other talents from your younger years that might surprise some people? Yeah. So funny thing is this tweet is actually, she wanted this to come out <laughs> because we had a side conversation um, where when I was younger, I think I was 17, 18, um, I did my trapeze certification um, when I was on vacation. So um I guess that's something that people wouldn't know is that unique thing. So that's the fun fact she wanted to come up. Following on from that, <laughs> Anna says, is there any subject slash topic you know a lot about that people might not expect? Um, well, currently I'm doing a lot um, of personal training and stuff like that. So I'm very into nutrition and thinking about doing a, another certificate in that. So I'd say I'm like researching stuff about nutrition constantly. Um, and I've become super interested in that. 
also my degree is in psychology, which I'll be finishing this year. The three courses left. So I do a lot of studying in that area as well. So you played college hockey for the University of British Columbia. What are some of your favorite memories of that time? Um, I just had the best coaching staff and the best teammates. Like from my third year on, I just remember having the most fun. Um, it was the first year, I think, that the university really like came together as a squad there. Um, and just everyone was playing for each other. And I think my third season with UBC just marked the beginning of um, new growth and development for that program, as well as just like great memories with my teammates. Um, just we were all playing for the same thing and everyone was all in, fought in. It was just really like a magical season of hockey and that just continued for my fourth and fifth season. So I think just the teammates and working together and just being in a very amazing team atmosphere, um, that was that was so great. Yeah, that's my favorite part of playing at UBC for sure. Moving on from college hockey for a moment, talking about your international career, you represented Canada at the 2013 Winter University Act. How much did that mean to you to represent Canada? Oh, that was so much fun. Um, got to play with girls from all over Canada um, that I'd never met before from um, McGill, Montreal. So actually half our team was kind of French speaking and English. So it was kind of fun um, trying to communicate and talk with one another through the tournament. But um, that was really an honor and an amazing experience. Um, that was in Trentino, Italy. And it was a strange thing that the next year, the Universidad usually goes every two years, mm. but it was back to back because it previously was delayed or something like that. So there was another year in Spain and I was so excited to be invited again um, to go to Spain, but I had to, I had to say no because it was my senior year and I would have missed, um, I think it was like four or five hockey games. Since I'd gone already, I thought, you know, um, I wanted to stick around for my senior year, but it's always been a really like special moment to me, and I've always kept in contact with my teammates. <laughs> so you talk about the the communication side of things there, and English and and French speaking players. Can mm -hmm. you can you speak fluent French now or? Um, well, in university, I took French throughout, um, so I can get by. I'm not a fluent speaker by any means. Um, but I think if, if I was fully immersed in it, I'd do a lot better and um, wouldn't be too far off. But my vocabulary for reading is really great. Um, and I could kind of get the gist of it when they were talking. But if they were full on having a conversation, I might get a little lost. <laughs> <laughs> but um, thankfully, they spoke more in Franglish, they called it than French, which is where they, they speak English, but then they would throw French words into the sentence. It was kind of funny. Let's talk some NWHL. You started your NWHL career in Buffalo. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited were you when it was confirmed that they had signed you? Well, at first, I don't think it really sunk in because um, I remember I first got this email from my coach from UBC. Someone had reached out to him and was saying, who are some of your players graduating that might be a good fit in this league? And he had like mentioned, he's like, do you, are you interested in this? I could put your name in. Um, so I said, okay, sure. And at that point there was one article that had come out that said 
Um, there will be a women's professional league in the States with these four teams, like Connecticut, Boston, New York, Buffalo. And I was like, is this surreal? I didn't know if it was a real thing. This is a really quick write-up. But anyway, I was shortly contacted, and I went and I tried out. I had an hour and a half skate in, um, in Toronto. So I flew out there, had the one skate uh, in end of July, I think, that summer. Mm. June? It was June, I think. And then um, after that, um, some girls had signed, like, after that skate. And um, I was a Canadian player, and they wanted to see me again um, because the coaching staff, like, hadn't really seen too much of me. Um, so it was a bit of an unknown there. They invited me to the international camp. So then I went to the international camp in Boston and played in the Beanstown Classic with now, like, some of my best friends. I met Paige Harrington there, and we just had a blast together the whole week. And after that, I had some conversation with Danny and that I didn't sign there, but um, they knew that I was interested. And I went home and I believe about like six, seven days after I was emailed a contract for Buffalo. And the main thing I think they're trying to figure out is if teams wanted me as a defenseman or a forward. And at the time, I think New York had wanted me as a defenseman and Buffalo had wanted me as a forward. Um, something so um, ended up signing as a forward and I don't think it was until I had sent the contract in and I was telling people what I was about to go do that it started to sink in because I had to explain what I was doing <laughs> and then I just I was really excited after that so it didn't hit me at first but I was just trying to pursue this opportunity pursue it and then when I was back home in Winnipeg had settled signed couple weeks after that I was like wow this is what I'm about to do like the first year of pro hockey in the place pretty cool um so I think it's definitely humbling and it was just really cool to be a pioneer in something that has a vision like this to support <laughs> the growth of women's hockey yeah <laughs> you talk about it being humbling and, and playing your part in the growth of, of women's hockey and it leads into a question that uh, Jessica sent in who says how do you feel knowing that little girls consider you a role model? Yeah, it's incredibly humbling. It's also very meaningful. I think that now one of like the main reasons I find inspiration for continuing to play is that like after the game, when we're doing our autographs for 45 minutes or whatnot with the fans, um, they get to meet us. Um, it's not only the young girls, it's the young boys as well. And even the adults, they're, you can see the inspiration in their eyes and that they are dreaming and that they believe that this could be them. And I think that's a huge switch in mindset of like women's empowerment. Um, like me growing up, all my role models were male. It's incredible that there's something that's living and breathing there that advocates for these girls being able to dream and having people to look up to. It's really special and very humbling for me. No, absolutely. I mean, I think incredible role models all the way across the, the NWHL, and we're seeing that every single day, not only on the ice, but off the ice as well. Yeah, it's really great. Like, I think everyone is completely on the same page with wanting this to be a success and play their part in moving things forward for women. Absolutely. Let's, let's talk some riveters, because that's where you are now. And the questions Kate and Asia asked, how did your pre-game ritual with Stretch start? 
Um, me and Switch have a couple ones. I think they're probably referring to the on ice one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we kind of, we, I like to be kind of the last one on the ice, second last player. So, um, it started out, I was kind of like lingering around. And, um, at, when I was at UBC, it had started where, um, when everyone was off, I liked to do a couple tips from the point. So I'd pass some pucks up from the net and have my defenseman, Sarah Casorso, who's on the Buffalo Buttes. <laughs> um, we had a little routine together and part of it was the point shot. And that was one of my favorite um, parts of it. So I thought when I got to the Riveters, let's continue that. Um, I did it with Buffalo as well. Um, but so stretch, I asked her, I'm like, Hey, like, do you want to do this with me during the game? So um, did a couple point shots. And the thing is, like, we end it whenever the tip goes in the net, then that's, it's done. Like, we might do one or we might do three reps. Hopefully, we don't need to do more than three. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she just shoots from the blue. I tip it in. And then it just goes where we take our helmets off. And we just – it started off as high five. And then I think it just progressed because – she was a bit away from the boards and it just happened. I, I can't even explain it. It just happened. <laughs> um, so kind of unplanned. And now we just do it every time. Even when one of us isn't playing, we will come by the bench and um, do it without our equipment on. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> and Daisy Unlocked followed it up with, uh, what's your favorite stretch story, if you've got one? Um, current, I have a very recent one, actually. It is so hilarious um well she just moved into i don't even know if she wants me to say this but it's happening so she just moved into her new home um and everything literally moved all her stuff over she's all set and she wakes up one morning and there's a bat inside her house so she's thinking okay what do you do because there's a bat in her house so she ended up she got some, uh, I guess, pest control or something to come and look. And there was an entire bat colony in the attic of the house that she just <laughs> in So it's going to be, it's a serious, serious um, bill to get this colony out. But that's the pretty crazy recent story <laughs> that I'm enjoying right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's let's move along from um from a stretch and our unfortunate story. Um Anna says, Have you got a wind song you play in the locker room? Is anyone getting sick of it with all these winds racking up? Do we have a wind song? I think we do, but sometimes we just forget to play it because we're all chatting and just <laughs> stoked. Um I can't even remember the name of it. Russo kinda put it on one day, um, and then we just kept putting it on. I don't know if there's any particular superstition to it, but we do have a song. I'm just unfortunately don't know the name of it. <laughs> there, there we go. We'll um, have to tweet out to Risa and try and find out what the name of that song is so we can let everyone know. We've got some final Twitter questions in just before we let you go. Um, Dan Rice says, favorite goal you've scored? Oh, um, you know, I remember this one game at UBC um, with my line mates. Uh, Steph Schopmeyer and Nicole Saxvik and I loved every single goal that we scored that game because we played so well together and we had an ongoing joke that like if all three of us touched the puck before it went in we considered it 
a shared goal. So um, we called it a line goal. And then that game, we had all scored and we all touched the puck on every goal. So we got a line hat trick. So that was always a really awesome uh, game to look back on. I love that. I think we were playing um, Lethbridge or something, but that was really fun. So it was just a, a team effort. And I just love when your line is, is vibing and so positive and working together. And I think that's why I'm having so much fun, like on the Riveters right now, because whoever I've played with all year, we've just like had fun, went with it and um, just really been there for each other and played as a team and, and no individual efforts. So it's been really fun, really, especially this season. But Absolutely. And Anna and Luke both ask, any reason for wearing number seven? Number seven. I grew up wearing number seven. Um, yeah, I don't know if I, what number I was when I was five, six, seven. But um, when I started to get older, I always wore seven. And I think it's because I, I thought it was like lucky seven type thing. Um, I didn't wear it in university because... When I got there, someone was a vet. A vet was wearing seven, so I like had to choose between a couple different numbers and went with thirteen. And I actually at first was a bit hesitant about that, but then just went with it. And I kind of liked that it was unlucky. I was like, yeah, like I'll like make it my own. Then you know, it kind of was special to me. And then. Um, going to Buffalo, uh, someone had signed before me with seven, and then so I was happy to get that back when I signed with the Riveters last season. <laughs> yeah. Katia and Jessica both asked, what's your favorite thing about playing in the NWHL? Um, I think my favorite thing is the fan engagement, um, especially the Riveters. We have such an amazing hockey community, and it's growing every year, and We've managed to grab some fans from far out places like Virginia, Colorado, um, even people driving out from Boston and Connecticut. So it's been very amazing um, to like engage with that many people. And with that being one of the reasons I think a lot of girls keep playing, it just adds a lot of meaning into our lives, being able to give back like that. So uh, I think that's my favorite part of the league and, that's the special thing about the NWHL is being able to have these relationships with our fans. Moving away from hockey for a moment, in some respects, there's been a lot of movie-related questions coming. Katya says, what's your all-time favorite movie? Oh, I, I feel like I don't have one. Yeah, whenever I get this question, I'm always really stumped because I, I love going and watching movies, but I can never remember actors' names. Or the names of the movies, <laughs> like that's my that's my downfall, I think. But I did just see um, a really great movie this summer, but I can't remember the name of it. It was like a spy movie um, with Charlie Theron. But um, I like kind of actiony movies, like spy movies or um, something like that, James Bond type stuff. That's my genre, action. Action <laughs> movies. So, because Anna asks, she says, best road trip movie. Cool running. It's the best bus trip movie. Brandon asks a hockey-related one. He says, what's your favorite movie with hockey in it? Probably Dune. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Um, but also Mighty Duck. Love right. that movie. Maybe Miracle. I like Miracle. There's so many. 
Yeah. <laughs> Anna also says, best road trip music, and do you have a favorite trick shot? Road trip music. Um, I love music. I always post probably a couple songs every day for people in my Instagram story. Um, I'm really into kind of um, remixed pop or like really upbeat, um, a bit of, yeah, not quite EDM, I guess. Not quite that far, but kind of the poppy remixes and stuff like that. I listen to a lot of and country um, as well. So those are probably my two top ones, but I also love listening to like, Nora Jones or Jan Arden or a throwback to those artists. So, um, yeah, anything. And uh, the trick shot, what is that in reference to like, in hockey? Like, I, I would imagine that's in reference to hockey. See, me as a pool player, I would probably reference it to pool, but I'm guessing it's in terms of have you got any <laughs> trick shots hockey-wise? Yeah, I mean, I like the shots that go in the net. So, however... <laughs> However, it gets there. Um, but all jokes aside, I found in university I used to score um, a lot of like top corner goals. But I find like now um, I'm playing like more into a team system, and um, we're doing kind of like lower far. But I'm like, get my goals are going to be probably like rebounds or um, something like that. So. Um, if I were to do a breakaway challenge, I might try like the Forsberg. That used to be my go-to uh, in college, but hopefully we don't get into any uh, shootouts this season. But <laughs> Steph asks, favorite potato chip flavor? Oh, man. I actually don't eat potato chips that much. If I'm going to um, have some junk food like that, I'll, I think goat popcorn is my go-to. But um, I will say... Um, barbecue, barbecue. If I'm gonna have a chip, it's gonna be barbecue, maybe all dressed. Yeah, <laughs> those would be my two favorites for sure. So we've reached a final question, Un- unbelievably so, of all these questions. And finally, from Matt, you've shown an interest in broadcasting in the past and have done ringside reporting for the last two All Star games. What's your ultimate goal if you do decide to make broadcasting a long term career? So the last couple of years, I've gotten a bit into broadcasting and the ringside reporting with the National Women's Hockey League. And uh, to get more into that, to see if I was interested, I've been shadowing numerous broadcasters and related media, like probably the last six months or so. And um, like the most notable ones are probably TSN, Sarah Lasky. She does the ringside reporting for the Winnipeg Jets. She was so great. I shadowed her around as well as uh, Shannon Hogan and Aaron Asham, who are the duo with the Islanders this year. Um, and I just, I believe I'm most interested in maybe pursuing uh, an NHL analyst position after my playing career. But for now, I'm, I'm taking any opportunity that presents itself. And I'm always keen to do any on-air interviews or radio shows to help build my reel. Um, so I hope that answers Matt's question. <laughs> Excellent. And I just want to thank Tatiana for joining me today. And I'd like to wish you and the team a very happy holidays. Thank you. I wish you the best as well. (laughs) Great stuff. And Tatiana, now time for Courtney Burke. Delighted to welcome to the podcast, Courtney Burke from the Metropolitan Riveters. Courtney, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Good, good. Thanks for having me today. Hey, it's excellent. This is all part of a Riveters special. I've literally just spoken to Tatiana Rafter and now I'm speaking to yourself so it's going to be 
heavy on the riveters, but also get to chance <laughs> to know you as well. Awesome. I'm excited. Excellent. So before we talk riveters, where did you grow up and when did you first start playing hockey? Um, I grew up in Albany, New York. Um, grew up playing boys hockey there. Um, my brother was actually playing before I started. And then I kind of, you know, was around the rink a lot and ended up starting um, shortly after he did, probably a couple years later. Um, and then it kind of just took off from there. And was there any other sports you played growing up as well? Yeah, I played soccer. Um, I did like t-ball and stuff like that. I ended up playing softball later down the road. Um, but mainly hockey and soccer were my go-to sports. Did you have any favorite players you liked to watch or a particular team you rooted for? Um, I, I, I don't think so. Like it, Hockey wasn't a very big sport in our household. Um, it was mainly football and baseball. So um, I kind of grew up playing, you know, those in the backyard and, and you know, watching those on TV since um, those are, you know, really the sports that my dad kind of grew up on, too. So um, I never really, like, grew up having a super big, you know, hockey following or anything like that or watching games. So um, I can't really pinpoint one person that I'd say, you know, really was, like, my idol. As you just mentioned baseball, I'm going to bring this up now because for anyone who follows you on Twitter, I think you're quite obviously a New York Yankees fan. Oh, yeah, of course I am. <laughs> big Yankees fan. I think anyone could tell that by um, <laughs> by how much they follow you. Do you get to many of the games? Um, I, you know, we try and go as much as we can. As we can, me and uh, Rebecca Russo are huge Yankee fans. Um, we actually went to one of the playoff games this year, which was awesome. It was an awesome experience. Um, they actually won the game, which was cool. But um, you know, I, I we try and get there as much as we can. We love just going to the games. It's so much more fun in person. I obviously love watching it on on TV and stuff like that. But um, the New York Yankee games are so much more fun in person. They're they're awesome. As you've just mentioned, Rebecca, Rebecca did send over a question, which I'm I'm <laughs> sure you've seen. Um, I've actually spoken to Rebecca previously on the podcast. So it's it's quite interesting. She said, "How is living with Rebecca Russo and Jenny Ryan? I hear they are both fantastic roommates. Can you elaborate?" <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. I there's not much to elaborate on. I'm probably sure people who follow us on social media see that we're together a lot of the time um they're awesome i've known both of them for a really long time um me and jenny were actually road roommates in college for three years um and you know best friends in college and then me and becca were roommates in in high school so um everything kind of comes full circle again which is pretty awesome and we have so much fun um i can't say enough good things about the two of them Okay, let's go back to um, to talk about some of your, your hockey careers. You played college hockey at the University of Wisconsin. What do you remember most about your time there, both on and off the ice? Um, I would just say the people. Honestly, you know, the atmosphere of the college itself and, and the people that surround you at the college, whether it's your teammates, you know, your friends outside of hockey, um, the teachers, the professors, your coaches, anything really. It's just the people. They're just genuine people. And, you know, they truly do care about how you do and how successful you are. And, and you know, they take an interest in you and, and the things that you like and, you know, your passions and want to see you succeed. And I think, you know, that's what made me, you know, successful on and off the ice there. And, you know, it's, it takes, a, it takes a team to get things done. And, um, especially, you know, through college with hockey and school. So, um, I would definitely say it's the people that, you know, really stood out to me at Wisconsin. You also represented Team USA at the Under 18 World Championships where you won gold in 2011 and, and silver in 2012. How special was that? Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, one of those things that you always dream about as a kid, you know, growing up and, and starting to play, you you kind of see what's in in front of you, you know, you see 
you know, world championships and you see Olympics and stuff like that. So it was obviously really cool. Um, to be able to get a chance to, you know, play with that USA on the front of the jersey, I know, um, you know, every kid dreams of that growing up and playing. So um, it was really special. And to win a gold medal was even, you know, more special for me. Um, and my family was there and that kinds of stuff. So um, it, was, it was an awesome experience. And, you know, those are things that you can tell your kids one day, you know. So um, it's, it, it was an awesome experience. And I definitely, you know, cherish those moments. Did you get much chance to do anything else outside of hockey whilst you were there? Um, you know, we did some sightseeing, but other than that, you know, it's, you know, you're there to play hockey. You're not there to, you know, go sightseeing and that kinds of stuff and do other activities outside of hockey. You know, it's the world championships, but, um, they gave us like a day or two, I think, where we were able to go into Stockholm and, you know, go sightseeing and, and kind of do some touristy things, um, after practice one day, which was pretty cool. And it was cool to see a different city. Absolutely. I've just recently got back from Stockholm and the NHL was over there when Colorado and Ottawa. So I really like Stockholm. It's a very, very pretty city. Yeah, oh my, it was amazing. I, it was one of the favorite cities I've, I've traveled to in, in Europe so far. So I really liked it. I liked the different islands and that kinds of stuff. It was, a, it was a neat place. You were the first draft pick for the Buffalo Buttes in 2015. Obviously, there is only one first when it comes to anything. So how much does that mean to you? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty cool, you know. You, you heard about the NWHL and you, you know, you never thought it would come to fruition and, you know, actually happen. And then to see it happen and then be one of the, you know, first draft picks was pretty cool. Um, you know, you just never really dreamed of that as a kid growing up. So, um, seeing it happen was a pretty cool thing. So you joined the Riveters for the start of the 2016 season and Rivs Nation on Twitter says, what were some of the factors that ultimately led you to signing with the Riveters for your rookie season? Yeah. So I, I mean, a couple of things went into it. You know, it was, kind of a life decision more than a hockey decision. Um, you know, I wanted to be somewhere where I'd have, you know, a lot of job opportunities and try and figure out exactly what I wanted to do. Um, and that was, you know, the main factor. And then it helped that I had other people here in the city that, you know, I had connections with. Um, Buffalo, I didn't really have anybody. I know I'm from upstate, but, you know, it's five hours from where I grew up. So um, I didn't really have any connections there. And and here I had some people that, you know, I could talk to and, you know, figure out how things were in the NWHL and figure out how, you know, living out here would be in Jersey slash New York City, you know. Um, So that was, you know, one of the big factors of me coming out here instead of Buffalo. I've heard some people tell me that you'd never actually really get used to the weather in upstate New York. Is that true? <laughs> yes, it's true. I, I Even in Wisconsin, I never got used to it. But um, down here is not too bad in the city, but yeah. um, upstate, it's, it, it can be a bit, a bit uh, chilly and, and snowy um, for the majority of the, <laughs> the winter. But Wisconsin wasn't much better. I know there were days where it was like wind chill was like negative 30 out there so um I, I wouldn't say i got used to it but i, I expect it now <laughs> i think you have to when you uh, are from upstate new york um <laughs> let's go back to the riveters for a moment talk last season matt sent in a question says describe the feeling when you scored the game winning overtime in a comeback against the whale last season yeah i mean that i was i know i saw another tweet that i was like what was your favorite game too um it all kind of comes together because that was definitely my favorite game um you know we started off really poorly in the game and i don't even know what the score was um but we came back in the end and it was it was almost shock like i couldn't believe that i actually you know not even just me but that we were able to score in general and come back from um such a deficit i mean we were down i think three or four goals and and came back to win 
um, in the third period. So it was a, it was a pretty cool moment. I know we all were super excited and stoked after the game. Um, but you know, it was a team effort and, you know, without everybody else, that one goal wouldn't have happened. So, um, it was, it was a cool moment and it was definitely one of the games that I, I definitely, you know, have at the top of my NWHL career. No, absolutely. And the other question you're referring to is the one that came in from Dan Rice. We talked about your favorite game. Let's, let's talk this season. And Viz Nation also says, what led you to sign him back with the team? Was it an easy decision to come back to the Riveters this year? Yeah, it definitely was an easy decision. You know, you saw our team is pretty similar to what it was last year. Um, and we all get along really well and that helps too. Um, but you know, I have a job here now. So, um, and, I really love my job and, you know, it's one of those things that I, I had no reason not to sign. You know, it's my company is, you know, really good about it. They're, you know, let me take days off here and there if I need to, to, you know, go to Buffalo or anything like that. So, um, you know, I thought it was a pretty easy decision for me to, to stay around. And it also makes life a lot easier for you when you have got a company that's very supportive of what you're doing as well. Yeah, exactly. It definitely makes things a lot easier and, and they show up to my game sometimes and stuff like that. So it's, I definitely have support here. So, um, it made it a lot easier of a decision. Of course, the season has got off to a really great start for the Riveters. I mean, six out of six so far. And I think also, I mean, a character win at the weekend over the Buttes where you came from behind. What are your thoughts on the season so far? Yeah, I mean, definitely we've been playing really well. Obviously, there's still room for improvement. Um, you know, Chad has talked about things that we need to improve on and that we need to get better on. You know, I don't think we've had a full 60 minutes where we've played the way that we should be. Um, and you even saw that in the game this weekend. You know, we went down pretty quickly um, in the first period. But, you know, we, we battled back and, you know, showed some character coming back. But, you know, there's things that we need to work on. But we obviously, you know, we, we started off pretty strong. We just have to keep that going and not get too ahead of ourselves and take one game at a time. Just before I um, let you go, just a, a few more questions. You went to the May Gray Jersey Expo in the summer. How was that? Yeah, that was a really cool experience. Me and Becca went there. Um, you know, we weren't sure really what we were getting into. We never, you know, heard about it or, you know, seen anything quite like it. Um, but it was cool even just like to walk around and see some of the jerseys and the old school jerseys. I saw like a Gordie Howe jersey. Just some of the collection that they have. It's it's pretty amazing, honestly. Um, and then you see like a Connor McDavid next to a Gordie Howe jersey. It's it's kind of cool just to see, you know, what was and what is now too. You know, it's it's seeing that comparison and then seeing the people that, you know, really didn't know about the NWHL or know about women's hockey in general and that kind of took an interest in us and that I thought that was really cool. With the league running on Dunkin', what's your go to drink at Dunkin' Donuts? You know, I'm not a big coffee drinker, um, so I'm not, you know, huge into, you know, their drinks or anything like that. But I'm definitely, you know, I'll get a bagel here and there um, before work or something like that. So, um, but I know my roommates really love the coffee, so we make stops pretty often there. So I'm usually getting, you know, a a bagel or something while they're getting coffee and and food. So, um, you know, coffee's not my my go-to, but um, definitely, definitely stop there a bunch still. I just want to thank you so much for joining me, Courtney, and I want to wish you and the team a a very happy holidays. Thank you so much. You too. Thanks for having me. Great stuff from Courtney, and that just about wraps up today's episode. I'd like to thank Tatiana and Courtney for joining me on Women's Hockey Digest. Every week I'll be joined by players from the NWHL to discuss hockey and much more. But for now, I've been your host, Stephen Edwards. You can find me on Twitter at TalkSportsStephen. You can find the podcast at WH Digest. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app. All the details are in the episode notes. But until next time, it's a good night for me.